0: Hey, guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? I am at Markham Technologies, located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, if you are an avid outdoorsman and like to fish, you may recognize that name, Markham. They they make uh, fish locators and underwater cameras used mainly for ice fishing. And across from me, I have Jeremiah Sitch, the brand and digital marketing manager. How you doing, Jeremiah?
1: I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
0: Good, good. And next to Jeremiah, I got Alec Beagle, the sales manager for Markham Technologies. How you doing, Alec? I'm doing well, thank you. Good And I have the beautiful, the wonderful Melanie LaRue co-hosting with me. How are you doing, Melanie?
2: I'm great. Thanks, Jason. Did you
0: like that introduction?
2: (laughs) It made me giggle and blush.
0: Oh, good. I like it (laughs) when I do that. (laughs) All right. So this is the first, my friends. I have never interviewed a company that makes fish locators. And it's pretty cool. You know, it seems like a cool place to work. I I overall I feel like it's kind of a chill vibe around here. It's nice and clean. People relax. I see the lady back in the parts department. She's got her coffee maker over there, making herself <laughs> at home and it looks like a kind of a a nice relaxing place to work. But uh I don't know, uh, Jeremiah, are you going to be my main contact on this as far as the history is concerned on the company? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. All right, all right, cool. So when did the company start, and did they just come blazing out of the gates making fish locators right away, or is this something that kind of transitioned over time?
1: Well, actually, uh, Mark of Technology is owned by Versa Electronics. So they're our parent company, if you will. They own the brand, they manufacture the brand. So Versa Electronics actually started in 1989, okay. uh, quite a few years ago. They started off as, actually as a die-cast company, and, which seems really weird, but <laughs> 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 and they actually acquired, a, a, when they were growing, they bought a, another precision electronics company in 1994, I believe it was.
0: 1994.
1: Right. So when they purchased that, they added to their existing die-cast business, and they started actually doing contract manufacturing for electronic circuit
0: boards. Die cast. What is die cast exactly?
1: Uh, actually, casting iron. Back in the day, that was. <laughs> I, I have no like, idea what that does or like what f- it is, but um, yeah, this, a long time ago, they actually stopped making that here.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, that business. Uh, Moved overseas and they focused solely on the electronic portion of it.
0: Now, it's not like a foundry, was it? I mean, we just went on a tour of a foundry and that's some like straight up mid evil like caveman shit, man. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they were actually casting right here and then, well, not in this building. We moved to this building later on. But yes, that's exactly what they were doing.
0: They had those big furnaces with melted metal and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So, Interesting. Well, wow. that's quite a transition, man.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no they, kidding. they were buying uh, quite a few businesses back in the, the late 80s and the electronics portion was just one of them. And uh, eventually they sold off the, the die cast business and focused solely on the electronics manufacturing Hmm. So the current owner of our company, Kevin Johnsrud, he actually started with the company. Uh, I believe it was 1989. 1989.
0: So he didn't start it. He no. came on board no. later. Yep. Did, did he on. buy it? Is yes. that that was his yep. entry into this? Yep. Is?
1: Yep. Well, he worked for the company before he bought it. Oh, but yes. Okay. Yep. All right. And then over the years, they they kept doing contract manufacturing for, for smaller places. And, you know, we still do that today for fortune 100 companies. We build a lot of testing equipment and, you know, you know, keep a lot of, uh, well, currently we have 35 employees Mm -hmm. and through the pandemic, we actually became FDA registered to make class two medical devices. So we, in the last year and a half, we've actually grown from 35 employees to I think 66 currently, and we're doubled, still hiring. Yeah.
0: Doubled in size in a year and a half. Yeah,
1: through thanks, the pandemic, yep.
0: Thanks to COVID.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Well, that's good, man. Yeah. Uh, I like to hear those success stories because I usually hear the opposite. You know, a lot of businesses suffered because of COVID, but you guys actually doubled in size because yeah. of it.
1: Yep, exactly. So... Uh, that's the Versa, the parent side of the company, where they've been and, and kind of how they got their start and, and where they're going, it's still growing. Markham side, on the other hand, actually started in about 2000. Ray Marzine and Dwayne Cummings and Paul Thorne, actually, as a silent partner for all the three original idea, the founders of, of Markham. So it was Ray Marzine, so Mar. And Mark. Dwayne Cummings, the cum. So Markham.
0: Markham. Oh, I mm. get it.
1: Yeah. 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 All right. Ding so ding. That's, <laughs> that's how the name was actually uh, created. So they spent their first five years not sure where they were manufacturing it, but in 2005, they approached Versa to start manufacturing their circuit boards and the parts that actually go inside of the fish locators.
0: Hmm. So those first five years, what was Markham doing? They weren't making fish locators? Or they, doing, they were. They were. They're just, I'm not sure where they were actually oh, made. So they, I guess, approached, is it Versa? Yeah. To make their circuit boards for them? Correct. Okay. All right. And then Versa's like, sure. Yep. I'll do that and yep. I'll buy you. Well, right? there's a
1: little <laughs> yeah. more history behind that. But, um, you know, over the next two years, um, Markham actually sold to Nature Vision, uh, a different, yeah, different, uh you know, player in the industry. Uh,
0: it sounds like deer cameras. Am I right? Yes. Nature Vision?
2: Yep, they were kind of a conglomerate. They had multiple different brands underneath them. So they had some, some on the fishing side, some on the hunting side. Okay. Um They made you know, trail cameras for deer hunting. They yeah. had a couple of different things on the fishing side. So they were very involved in the outdoor industry. But, yeah, there was multiple different brands that fell under Nature Vision.
0: So Nature Vision bought Markham? Correct, yes. Wow. Versa? Well, okay, hold on. Yeah. While well, Versa <laughs> was making the circuit boards for Markham.
1: Well, when Nature Vision took over Markham, they stopped using Versa. Oh. To they manufacture, use their own. Right. They, well, process. they they pushed it all overseas, to be honest. Ah. So, made in China. Right. Not anymore, though. Not anymore. No, it's all built here in Minnesota. So, amen. Um, two years later, in 2009. Nature Vision had to give it up. They had to give it up. They had to give up Markham.
0: Why? Alec? Is this, is this a secret? <laughs> you can tell me, but
2: you'd have to kill me no, type they, thing. They were you know, they were doing what they were doing. They had a lot of things that were going on and they just had a lot of different brands and um, it just made more sense for them to move away from, from Markham, I believe. So
0: I think he's being a little PC.
2: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't working out, let's put it that all right,
0: way. All right, all right. So
1: um, you know,
0: Too many cooks in the kitchen is my guess. Right. All right. Right.
1: So Kevin was approached as somebody who originally offered to buy Markham, got outbid by Nature Vision. So they came back to Kevin and said, well, how about you buy it now?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that was 2009 is when this happened. So as of 2009, Versa purchased Markham.
0: And then they started making the circuit boards again.
2: Yep. Exactly.
0: Brought the jobs back from China.
2: Correct. All right. Love that.
0: Yeah. That was 2009?
2: Yep, 2009.
0: Wh- which one of you two been here longer?
2: Jeremiah.
0: How long have you been here? Six years. Six years. So let me do the math. Mm, 2015. 15. Yeah. All right. So you're not around yet? Not yet. All right. So Versa now owns Markham and 2009? Yep. All right. Keep going.
1: Perfect. So in 2010, actually, we released the first ever digital ice fishing sonar unit.
0: The first ever digital sor- sonar unit for ice fishing by Markham or by the industry. Okay, no, no, for men in the industry. industry. This is like new technology yes. for the fishermen.
1: Yes. So there was other digital sonar on the market that were designed for open your water. boat, open water. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was nothing designed specifically for ice fishing. Oh. So there's a big difference. For somebody like yourself that maybe doesn't understand or know what the difference is, when you're in a boat, you're moving constantly. Yep. Right. Yep. So the sonar can have what we like to call a lag. Mm. You're uh, always looking at the reading from behind you. Sure. And that doesn't matter because you're always looking for something, you're always moving, or it doesn't matter if what you're looking at is Just actually. So
0: you're in the general vicinity right. of the fish. Right. Yeah.
1: When you're ice fishing, you're not moving.
0: No, you better be <laughs> on it.
1: You're, you're stuck in one spot, right? So yeah. the difference is, is that all of our electronics are real-time. Hmm. No so, leg. No leg. So as soon as you move your fishing pole, that jig that you have under the water moves with you. Gotcha. And it was before the digital, we all had those flash mechanical flashers, right? There's uh-huh. other manufacturers that make them. That the, technology the, is... The wheel that the wheel. beeps. Yep, exactly. Like,
0: uh, I don't know, was that on Top Gun or something where you're in your Navy ship and you're looking at the sonar system and this thing is like spinning <laughs> around in a circle. And like, oh, they're 500 miles Beep. away.
2: Beep. Yep. They're coming.
0: That type of thing, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bogies incoming. <laughs> that, that's old school. Negative
0: ghostwriter, the pattern is full. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's like, old. You're saying that's kind of old school. That's
1: exactly where the technology was born from, but right. that was the... to have that response time be immediate was easy in a mechanical flasher because it literally went from the transducer right to the head unit, right? So there wasn't any, I don't know how to explain it. it, Before the first digital unit we made, there was no other real-time sonar on the market.
0: Oh.
2: Pioneers. So it was a big deal for yeah. the ice fishing
0: Pioneers to the ice fishing world. Yep. Exactly. That's pretty cool.
2: Exactly. Yep. So now you have the ability to have an 8-inch screen, essentially, you know, just like you'd have on your summertime unit. You're able to see where the fish are. You're able to see uh, we have different modes that are on our digital unit. So instead of just looking at your circle, now you can actually see your bait. You can see that there's a line. You can see what the fish and the history of what the fish was doing. So if a fish came up, you can see maybe you had a specific jig pattern that worked. And now you get to see the history of what's going on compared to just wow. immediately what's happening. That's so intricate. Yeah, so it, it, it was a big deal from an ice fishing standpoint for sure when it first came out. It was yeah, it revolutionized the the industry. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I
0: think that, I think that's kind of
2: cheating. I was <laughs> going to say the same thing. You still got to catch the fish. you know. Right. going yeah. to find them a little bit better, but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to catch them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what year was that on that new... T- Technology. That was 2010. Yep. 2010.
1: Yep. Right. And we did so well with that particular launch and that product that two years later, Rapala approached us about being our, essentially, our distribution and sales partner. Oh, wow. Hmm. So I'm sure you've heard of Rapala. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: I don't even fish, and I've heard of them. Of
1: right, course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're a national brand uh, that is very large, very powerful, has a great distribution network. Um, really, a, a great bunch of, of you know people over there that are they're wonderful to work with. And like I said, that product did so well; they approached us about wanting to be part of what we were doing. Cool. Wow. Yeah. At the same time, they purchased Strike Master uh, augers. And okay. a year later, they actually got involved with uh, otter um, ice shelters mm-hmm. and kind of decided they wanted to get into the ice fishing game. Yeah. Raplo is known for open water and
0: casting and all and, that kind uh, of stuff yeah.
1: and they decided they wanted to make a push for uh, you know that winter season here in minnesota and uh, the ice belt yeah. so um and that partnership was was actually really really good for the last well eight years or so
0: so that started in 2012 ish
1: Yeah. yep uh, yeah
0: yep. and it went well for about eight years
1: yeah yeah and during that time we also released uh another first in the industry which was what's called our lx9 product it was the first Ever digital sonar combined with underwater camera on one unit.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. you could literally
1: see. Think of it this you're looking at a, a picture of, a, of the underwater world, mm. you're seeing exactly how the fish are reacting to your bait mm. and what they're doing. And over the top of that screen, we did an overlay of your sonar and graph.
2: Hmm. Oh, wow.
1: So you could, it was called a heads-up display. So you can actually still see like you're visually looking at the camera and what it's doing in the background, but over the top was your standard, what everybody was used to for a sonar. Hmm. And that was the first time anybody has ever made that combination, and I don't know that there is another one out there today. today. Yeah.
0: Oh, really? Nobody's duplicated that? I mean, that's the trend, right? You came out with that new technology initially, and I'm sure... Somebody tried to copy it right away and put it on the market, right? Is that not
1: of, not that particular one. No? The digital. The digital system. It took them a couple of years, but obviously there are plenty of other players now in the digital ice world. Yes,
0: I don't know how patent works or anything, but I'm I'm assuming somebody here at one point in time was like, "Man, this thing is you know, look what we could just invented. Uh, I want to protect it, but is that?" Even a thing? Can you protect stuff like that?
1: We have plenty of patents, absolutely. But again, the original idea came from military use. Oh. So sonar wasn't invented by us, mm. but we took that technology applied and, it to ice fishing. and applied it to ice fishing with key differentiators that make our product, I think, work better than. Anything else out in the market? Yeah. So, um, you know, every unit has their different features and things, but you know, our patented interference rejection system allows you to go out and sit in the middle of a bunch of other people ice fishing mm-hmm. and not get interference on your screen. Because if you think oh. about it, if you have one sonar sitting right next to another sonar, yeah. Both of those are sending out sound waves at yeah. the same time get and trying to read their own sound waves. Yeah. So you get some crosstalk.
2: Oh wow. Right. Uh-huh. So yeah, it makes sense.
1: We have a patented interference rejection that allows you to sit next to anybody else's system, including our own, and not get that interference.
2: So all of this fabulous technology, like let's say we go out, we want to get into ice fishing all yeah. of a sudden, right? Yeah. And we want to leg up in the market. Yeah. Can we use all of this technology in like a ice fish, ice fishing competition? Is that yes legal? Uh, <laughs> so it depends on. <laughs> yeah, it definitely depends. So there's two, you know, there's two different facets of that. There's one that. Pretty much everybody is available to be part of, and you know, they, those are competitions. For example, uh, on Mille Lacs, uh, Hunters okay. Point has a big one, and there's 5,000 people that go out. That you know, you can use your own. You can go out and drill your own holes. You can use your own equipment. Uh, no, there's no, there's nothing against that whatsoever. There's another side of the world which is tournament fishing, and there is tournament ice fishing, and you absolutely can use you know, whatever your own equipment is for that as well. So there's not a ton of you know, regulation saying that you're not able to use it, either in a tournament setting and or a competition setting. Um, there are some where they'll, they'll pre-drill the holes for you and you can only go to those certain holes. You can't go in the entire lake. You know, they only portion off say a a mile by a mile square or whatever that may be Um, you can still use your own you know your own flashers and your own units but um, you know they kind of give you a couple of regulations there so it definitely depends on the exact competition whether it's a contest or it's a tournament but for the most part you can absolutely use them for almost everything. Wow cool. Yeah
0: I guess if you're going to fish you might as well catch the damn things and use (laughs) the equipment right? Exactly. (laughs) All right so Rapala, they—I they, think that was the last thing you might yeah. have mentioned. That went, yeah. that went well for about eight years. Yeah, and that brought us up to what, like Two thousand. Yeah, okay.
1: January first, two thousand twenty. Sorry, yeah. two thousand twenty. Um, that pe- partnership ended. Mm. Like I said, they're a great group of guys over there. Still know a bunch of them. They're wonderful to work with. Just the ever-growing, changing. Uh, Market that we're in. As Mm. more players enter into that sonar market, the competition gets tougher. The price squeezes on, you know, margin squeezes on. Retailers want to still maintain their margins, even though our costs are growing. Mm. And the you know the customer expects the price to stay the same as it was ten years ago. Sure. So unfortunately, we had to eliminate a layer of distribution from our model Um. to maintain. The margins and the price points. Yep.
0: Yeah, everybody wants a piece of the pie. Exactly. (laughs) Right.
1: So, like I said, there it was a great team, great partnership, but unfortunately, you know, we had to separate from that.
0: So, nothing personal. Yeah. Just business. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, (laughs) you know, since then, we, we brought
0: on Alec. And oh, he is doing a fine job, isn't he? Well, <laughs> I, <appreciate it. laughs> I, I can tell
1: I've known Alec for a long time, and I, and I knew if this day ever came out, he was a person I was going to pluck from wherever he was working and bring him <laughs> on to to work with us, so worked well, yeah, it. yeah, exactly. I've known you for at least six years since I've been in the industry, yep. and uh, he's moved a couple of different times, but i had always told Kevin our owner if if that's a direction we have to go, he's going to be the, the guy.
0: That, Yep. Did you take him from Rapala?
1: I did not, oh. actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> no. uh I think right. he was with Polaris when we when we stole him. Oh
0: yes, yes, another fine company.
2: Yes. Yes. yes so.
0: so how's it going, Alec?
2: It's you love great. it here? Yeah. It's uh I you, just been here for over a year now. So okay. it's been a very um uh, it's been a goofy year because it's been COVID, right? Yeah, Everybody's had... Had a shift of, gears. Yeah, everything's changed completely. I mean, so what we knew two years ago to what we know now is completely different. Uh, you know, the retail landscape is completely different. What people, how people are buying, what they're doing, what people are spending their time doing has completely shifted in the last 12 to 18 months. So yeah, it's been very interesting. You know, in our industry, in fishing, the outdoor industry, ice fishing, we have had more people join the sport than ever before. Oh. Um, you know, not being able to go on vacation, not being able to really go anywhere. And, yeah. And not being able to be indoors during wintertime for the most part for the last two years now. You no, know, they had to do something. And yeah. ice fishing was a perfect outlet for that. So... Yeah. We've seen huge introduction of freshman class anglers that did not fish before. Uh, maybe they didn't ice fish, maybe they open water fished, but you know, there's a ton of new people into the sport of ice fishing and it's been, it's been a fun ride. It's been super interesting. So one kind of getting my feet underneath me being here for a year on top of being you know, in in the craziest year that we've had in probably the last 20 years. Is, it's been awesome. It's been a big learning curve, but it, it's been a lot of fun.
0: So, as the sales manager, Alec, what's your day to day look like? Are you in, uh, are you out hustling new accounts type thing, or I mean, what does a sales manager do for Markham?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a couple of different rep groups that we work with, but essentially, I'm working with the retailers on a day to day basis. So all of your big box retailers, um, anybody that's really an outdoor business, there's not a ton of new business out there to be had because there's only so many people that carry, you know, fishing anything from in the fishing industry. So, you know, there's gas stations that we work with. There's large box stores, you know, Shields, Bass Pro Shops, Oh, uh, fleet farm, and we've got mom and pops in the area, right? The, the ice belt is only so big. There's you know, six, seven, eight states in the entire country that we work with, and then obviously Canada as well. Um, so we've got, we have got a pretty wide array of area that we cover and what our marketplace is, but I'm working with the retailers on a day-to-day basis, making sure that they have the product that they need, you know, taking care of any issues that they might possibly have, um, you know, going to shows. So really, my main focus is working with retailers and making sure that our product is displayed correctly.
0: Now, do you guys sell directly to the consumer, too? Can they go to the website and buy a product right off your website or not? Yes. Yeah.
2: If we have
1: it
0: in stock. <laughs> oh, that's become a problem?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, usually the way the season works is, you know, that February, March timeframe, all the big boxes will put in their orders for next year. They know we're going to do this much volume on a given year, year over year. We're going to order 60% of what we think we need for next year. And you know, give you guys something to build to, and you know, cut. Yeah, just kind of the way it works. So yeah,
0: they put their orders in early.
1: Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. This year, with the the way last year turned out in the pandemic. They put in about ninety percent of what they think they're going to go through,
0: so rather than sixty percent of what they thought ninety percent
2: right. Okay. And, and it was coupled on top of we had a phenomenal year, you know kind of again having that freshman class angler in and, and people spending their time, money, and effort going fishing and on top of everybody knowing what was going on with supply chain right. The entire world is obviously a little bit slow from a supply chain standpoint. So everybody wanted to make sure that they got their orders in that they're going to get their product that they needed for the next year.
0: Freshman class angler. Yep. Is that something you came up with, Alec?
2: It is not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't heard that, but
0: I like it. I, I, it, it paints the picture. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: again, most of what we're building right now is, you know, dedicated to our big box partners.
0: Mm. You know, so, yeah. You got to keep that relationship tight. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so if somebody jumps on your website and wants to order something, they're just probably going to get a, you know, out of stock type of feature or
1: right now they're going to get an out of stock of of pretty much all the major things that we carry yes Mm. as we get things available and we fill in those orders we'll make those products available as soon as we can yeah but again we need to make sure that our retail partners have their orders filled before anything reaches our site
2: So so do you know on that end on your retail partners are they going out of stock also so, or are some of them still capable of, I don't yeah. know, serving the consumer still? No, that's a good question. So, I mean, you know, as as we are right now, you know, the retail partners are going to be the ones that have the inventory for the most part. As we mm-hmm. are fulfilling those orders, um, you know, they're going to have a good portion of inventory. So as we lead into ice fishing season, you know, it's we're looking at September, October, November timeframe when, when people are going to start looking to buy ice fishing equipment. Mm-hmm. All of the retailers are going to be fully stocked. They should have, you know, plenty of product. There should be a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of product that's out there. Um, you know, we do think that as things are progressing and people are looking at buying earlier and earlier. If you're looking for something, I would recommend somebody to go earlier than later. You know, you kind of go around that December time frame when fishing is actually going to start happening. Uh, you know, might there, be too late. Yeah, it might Correct. be too late. So you know, looking at September, looking at October, those might be really good times to go look at your local retailer, figure out what it is that you want to buy, and. Yes, you might be a month or two early, but at least you can ensure that you're going to have product. Just kind of the way that the landscape is right now. Gotcha.
0: All right. Do you guys want to talk about the whole uptick in COVID business? How the, how that happened, and uh, if that's slowing down at all, or are we going to keep that off the show? It's up to you. I don't care.
2: <laughs> I mean, we can talk a little bit about it, right? So, from our side of the business, on the Markham side, you know that what we have discussed so far is, you know, the. The increase in business due to new people coming into to the market, uh, you know, more people fishing, more people trying to get this new hobby.
0: The um, freshman class the freshman angler. Freshman class yes, yeah. I'll help you out there. <laughs>
2: I was gonna uh, avoid it full you know, certain points. Right. <laughs> but yes, you know the freshman class angler is that's a real a real portion of the market. So you know we're we're looking at increasing our business due to having more people into the market. Yeah, um, you know due to us the entire way that we you know we just took over our business again. We're working with the retail partners. We had a lot of things change in one year that all kind of contributed to it. So our growth was contributed to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Same thing on you know on the EMS side of the business, the other side of Versus business. You know, as we're growing, the reason that we're growing is because we are, you know, we are making class two medical devices. Mm-hmm. So it's, um you know, being able to keep people employed and us being an essential business has been awesome. Um, you know, being able to, to keep people throughout the entire pandemic and continue to grow has been, has been phenomenal for Versa.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Before I bring it home, is there anything that uh, we didn't mention that I should bring up? Of course, I want to remind the, the listeners of what a good partner looks like for you guys are a good customer. I mean, you you do sell direct to the consumer. However, inventory is low. And uh, if you want to buy a Markham product, more than likely, they're going to have to go to a retail type store to find their product. And sooner the better. September, October-ish would be a better time to look than later. And what would be a good retail partner for you guys uh, like if you think back to the last <laughs> we both
1: Oops. just start shaking they're all good retail yes. partners yeah. yeah, good yeah,
0: anybody yeah. from the gas station to uh, the big box stores it don't matter you're, you're...
2: Yeah. we're pretty much in anywhere that you can buy fishing equipment you should be able to find a Markham I mean it truly is depending on whatever state that you're in depending on what location you're in anybody that's local to you truly I mean anybody from a big box you know, to a mom and pop to a gas station that, that carries fishing equipment we should be in there there's not a ton of people we don't do business with mm-hmm. so it should be able you know it should be able to find stuff fairly easy again if you can't you can always look at our website and, you know as we get into season there, there is going to be that opportunity for some inventory and you know we definitely have some stuff throughout season on on the website so we'll always be able to make sure that we get you something it's just a matter of if you're going to get it from retail or if you're going to get it from the website
0: all right guys so here you have it markham technologies Fish locators, and there was a, another term you used underwater cameras. Underwater cameras. If you are a freshman class angler <laughs> <laughs> looking for a new hobby and you want to get into ice fishing, fishing Markham uh, is your product. So check out their website. It is Markham Tech. I'll spell it M A R C U M T E C H dot com. Markham Tech. Dot com. All right, Jeremiah, Alec, I appreciate your time. You did a great job. I wish the best for you guys, Alec. You're gonna kill it over here, man. I can tell already. You're well <laughs> on your way. Appreciate Look it. out, President of Markham. Alec is on his way. All right. <laughs> thanks for thanks for being a guest, guys. No, it
1: was Thank great you. to have you here, and it was a lot of fun actually. So appreciate it.
0: Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks for listening. That's it guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.